Aesop's Fables 1. The Fox and the Stork The fox often teased the stork about his very long legs and bill, and one day the fox thought of a way to amuse himself with the stork. "'You must come to dinner with me tomorrow,' he said to the stork, smiling to himself at the trick he was going to play. The stork happily accepted and arrived the next day quite hungry indeed. For dinner the fox served soup, but it was set out in a very shallow dish. All the stork could do was to wet the very tip of his bill. Not a drop of soup could he get, but the fox lapped it up easily. Oh, isn't it tasty, said the fox. I do hope you're enjoying your meal. But of course the hungry stork was not able to enjoy the meal at all. He was quite displeased at the trick, but he was a calm fellow. He knew there was no good in flying into a rage. Thank you, kind friend, said the stork, turning to leave. The soup was indeed tasty. Not long afterward, the stork invited the fox to his home for dinner. The fox arrived eagerly. I'm so hungry, he said. Do I smell fish? Yes, a fine fish dinner, said the stork. The stork brought out the fish dinner, but it was served in a tall jar with a very narrow neck. The stork could easily get at the food with his long bill, but the fox could do nothing but lick the outside of the jar and sniff at the delicious odor. When the fox lost his temper, the stork said calmly, Do not play tricks on your neighbors unless you can stand the same treatment yourself. Belling the Cat The mice once called a meeting to decide on a plan to free themselves of their enemy, the cat. They wished to find some way of knowing when she was coming, so they might have time to run away. Indeed, something had to be done, for they lived in constant fear of her claws. The mice hardly dared to stir from their dens by night or day. Many plans were discussed but none of them was thought good enough, and at last a very young mouse got up and said, I have a plan that seems simple, but I know it will work. All we have to do is hang a bell about the cat's neck. When we hear the bell ringing, we will know immediately that our enemy is coming. All the mice were surprised that they had not thought of such a plan before, but as they clapped and rejoiced, an old mouse arose and said, I will say that the plan sounds very good, but let me ask one question. Who will bell the cat? It is one thing to say that something should be done, but quite a different matter to do it. The Raven and the Swan A raven wanted the snowy feathers of a swan. I will live like a swan swimming and diving all day, he said. I will eat the plants that grow in the water, and surely I will become a swan. So he left his home in the fields and flew down to live on a lake. But though he tried to swim and dive, he nearly drowned, and the water plants he ate did not agree with him. So he got thinner and thinner, and at last he died. A change of habit Will not alter nature. The dog, the rooster, and the fox. 
A dog and a rooster, who were the best of friends, wished very much to see something of the world. So they decided to leave the farmyard and set out into the world along the road that led to the woods. The true friends traveled along in the very best of spirits and without meeting any adventure to speak of. At nightfall, the rooster looked for a place to roost. He spied nearby a hollow tree that he thought would do nicely for a night's sleep. The dog crept inside, and the rooster flew up onto the branches. Both slept very comfortably. With the first glimmer of dawn, the rooster awoke. For the moment, he forgot just where he was. He thought he was still in the farmyard, where it had been his duty to awaken the household at daybreak. So, standing on tiptoes, he flapped his wings and crowed loudly. But instead of awakening the farmer, he awakened a fox not far off in the woods. The fox immediately had thoughts of a delicious breakfast. He hurried to the tree where the rooster was roosting and said very politely, Welcome to our woods, dear sir. I cannot tell you how glad I am to see you here. I am quite sure we shall become the closest of friends. Please, sir, fly down here next to me so that we may get to know each other better. How kind you are, sir, replied the rooster slyly. Please do not come up here instead. If you will go round to the door on my house at the foot of the tree, my butler will let you in. The hungry fox did not suspect a trick, and he went around the tree as he was told. In the twinkling, the dog leapt out and made an end of him. Those who try to trick others may find themselves tricked instead. The Lion and the Mouse A lion lay asleep in the forest with his great head resting on his paws. A little mouse came along and ran over his nose, which awoke the lion. The angry lion laid his huge paws on the tiny mouse and was about to kill him. Oh, please, begged the poor mouse. If you will let me go, I promise to repay you in some way. The lion laughed at the idea of a little mouse could ever repay him, but he let him go. It happened shortly after this that the lion was caught by some hunters who tied him with strong ropes to the ground. The mouse, hearing his roar, came and chewed through the rope with his teeth and set him free. Was I not right? said the little mouse. Little friends may prove to be great friends. The Young Crab and His Mother Why is the world do you walk sideways like that? said a mother crab crossly to her son. You should always walk straight towards with your toes turned out. Oh, please show me how to walk, mother dear, answered the little crab. I want to learn. So the old crab tried and tried to walk straight forward. But no matter how hard she tried, she could only walk sideways like her son. And when she wanted to turn her toes out, she tripped and fell on her nose. Do not tell others how to act unless you can set a good example. The Frog and the Ox An ox came down to a pond to drink. 
As he splashed heavily in the water, he crushed a young frog into the mud. The old mother frog soon missed the little one and asked his brother and sister what had become of him. A great big, big monster, said one of them, stepped on little brother with one of his huge, big, big feet. Big, was he? said the old frog, puffing himself up. Was he as big as this? Oh, much bigger, they cried. The frog puffed up still more. Well, he could not have been bigger than this, she said. But the little frogs all declared that the monster was much, much bigger, and the old frog kept puffing herself out more and more until at once she burst. Do not attempt the impossible. The Boy and the Figs A greedy boy thrust his hand into a jar to get some figs, but he took such a great fistful that he could not get his hand out again. There he stood, unwilling to give up a single fig, yet unable to get them all out at once. So he began to cry. My boy, said his mother, be satisfied with half the figs you have taken, and you will easily get your hand out. Then perhaps you may have some more fig some other time. Do not attempt too much at once. The Wild Boar and the Fox A wild boar was busy sharpening his tusks against the stump of a tree. A fox walked by. Now the fox was always looking for a chance to fool a neighbor, so he began to look back over his shoulder in fear, as if an enemy were close by. But the boar kept right on with his work. "'Why are you doing that?' asked the fox at last with a grin. There isn't any danger that I can see. True, replied the boar, but when danger does come, there will not be time to sharpen my tusks. My weapons must always be ready to use. Always be prepared. The Town Mouse and the City Mouse A town mouse once visited a cousin who lived in the country. For lunch, the country mouse served wheat stalks, roots, and acorns with a dash of cold water for drink. The town mouse ate very little, nibbling a little of this and a little of that. She made it very plain that she ate the simple food only to be polite. After the meal, the friend had a long talk, or rather, the town mouse talked about her life in the city while the country mouse listened. They then went to bed in a cozy nest tucked away in a hay bale and slept in quiet and comfort until morning. In her sleep, the country mouse dreamt she was a town mouse with all the fancy foods and delights of city life that her cousin had described for her. So the next day, when the town mouse asked the country mouse to go home with her to the city, she gladly said yes. When they reached the mansion in which the town mouse lived, they found on the table in the dining room the leftovers of a very fine banquet. There were jellies and pastries, delicious cheeses, and most tempting foods a mouse can imagine. But just as the country mouse was about to nibble a dainty bit of pastry, she heard a cat meow loudly and scratch at the door. In great fear, the mice scurried to a hiding place 
where they lay quiet still for a long time. They hardly dared to breathe. When at last they crept back to the feast, the door opened suddenly. In came many servants followed by the big house dog. The country mouse stopped in the town mouse's den only long enough to pick up her carrying case and umbrella. You may have rich foods that I have not, she said as she hurried away, but I prefer my plain food and simple life in the country with peace and safety that go with it. It is better to live simply and safely than to live with riches and fears. The Fox and the Grapes A fox one day spied a beautiful bunch of grapes hanging from a vine up in the branches of a tree. The bunch hung from a high branch, and the fox had to jump for it. The first time he jumped, he missed it by a long way. So he walked off a short distance, took a running leap at it. He fell short once more. Again and again he tried, but each time he could not reach the grapes. Now he sat down and looked up at the grapes in disgust. What a fool I am, he said. Here I am wearing myself out to get a bunch of grapes. They are not worth my effort. I am sure they are sour. And he walked off with his nose in the air. There are many who belittle what they cannot get. The Gnat and the Bull A small gnat flew over the meadow with much buzzing. It settled on the tip of one of the horns of a bull. After he had rested a while, he got ready to fly away, and he buzzed to the bull. I beg your pardon for using your horn for a resting place. I'm sorry to have been such a burden to you. You must be very glad to have me go now. Oh, no, replied the bull. I did not know you were even there. We often of great importance in our own eyes than in the eyes of our neighbor. The Shepherd Boy and the Wolf A shepherd boy tended his father's sheep near a dark forest not far from the village. Soon he found life in the pasture very dull. All he could do to amuse himself was to talk to his dog or play on his shepherd's pipe. One day, as he sat watching the sheep, he looked over at the quiet forest. I wonder if I will ever see a wolf, he said to himself. That would certainly be frightening, and so he thought of the way to create some excitement. His, his father had told him to call for help if the wolf attacked the flocks. The villagers would drive it away, so now, though he had not seen anything that even looked like a wolf, he ran towards the village, shouting at the top of his voice, Wolf! Wolf! As he expected, the villagers, who heard the cry, dropped their work and ran in great excitement to the pasture. But when they got there, they found the boy doubled up with laughter at the trick he had played on them. A few days later, the shepherd boy again shouted, Wolf! Wolf! Again the villagers ran to help him, only to be laughed at again. Then one evening, as the sun was setting behind the forest and the shadows were creeping out over the pasture, a wolf really did spring from the forest and fall upon the sheep. In terror, the boy ran towards the village shouting, Wolf! Wolf! But even though the villagers heard the cry, they did not run to help him as they had before. 
He cannot fool us again, they said. The wolf killed a great many of the boy's sheep and then slipped away into the forest. Liars are not believed even when they speak the truth. The Sheep and the Pig One day a shepherd discovered a fat pig in the same meadow as his sheep. He was very quickly captured the poker, which squealed at the top of his voice the moment the shepherd laid his hands on it. You would have thought to hear the loud squeals that the pig was being cruelly hurt. Indeed, the pig did squeal and struggle to escape. But the shepherd tucked his prize under his arm and started off to the butcher shop in the marketplace. The sheep in the meadow were amazed and amused at how the pig was behaving. They followed the shepherd with the pig to the gate at the far end of the meadow. What makes you squeal like that? asked one of the sheep. The shepherd often catches and carries off one of us, but we would be ashamed to make such a terrible fuss about it like you do. That is all very well for you, replied the pig with a squeal and a frantic kick. When he catches you, it is only after your wool. When he catches hold of me, he wants my bacon. It is easy to be brave when there is no danger. The Travelers and the Purse Two men were traveling along the road when one of them picked up a purse filled with coins. How lucky I am, he said. I found a purse. Do not say, I found a purse, said his friend. Say, we found a purse. Friends who travel together should share. No, no, replied the other. I found it, and I'm going to keep it. Just then they heard a shout of, Stop! Thief! Looking around, they saw a mob of people with clubs coming down the road. The man who had found the purse became fearful. We are lost if they find the purse on us, he cried. No, no, replied the other. You could not say we before, so now stick to your eye. Say I am lost. We cannot expect anyone to share our misfortune unless we are willing to share our good fortune also. The Oak and the Reeds A giant oak stood near a brook among some slender reeds. When the wind blew, the great oak stood proudly upright with its many arms uplifted to the sky. But the reeds bowed low in the wind and sang a sad and mournful song. You have a reason to complain, said the oak. The slightest breeze that rustles the water makes you bow your head. Yet I, the mighty oak, stand upright and firm before the howling storm. Do not worry about us, replied the reeds. The winds do not harm us. We bow before them, and so we do not break. You, in all your pride and strength, have so far resisted their blows, but the end is coming. As the reeds spoke, a great hurricane rushed out of the north. The oak stood proudly and fought against the storm, while the reeds bowed low. A great wind blew, and all at once the great tree fell, torn up by the roots, and lay among the reeds. Better to bow when it is folly to resist, than to resist stubbornly and be destroyed. The Rooster and the Jewel A rooster was scratching about to find something to eat for himself and his family. By chance he turned up a jewel that had been lost by its owner. 
Ah, said the rooster, I am sure you are a costly jewel. However, whoever lost you would give much to find you. But as for me, I would choose a single grain of barley before all the jewels in the world. Lovely things have no value to those who do not prize them. The Wolf and the Crane A wolf had been eating greedily, and a bone had stuck in his throat. He could not get it to come out or go down. Of course, he could not eat a thing. This was an awful situation for the wolf. So away he hurried to the crane. He was sure that she, with her long neck and bill, would easily be able to reach the bone and pull it out. I will reward you, said the wolf, if you pull that bone out of me. The crane, as you can imagine, was very uneasy about putting her head in a wolf's throat. But she was kind by nature, so she did what the wolf asked her to do. When the wolf felt that the bone was gone, he started to walk away. "'What about my reward?' called the crane. "'What?' snarled the wolf, whirling around. "'Haven't you got it? Isn't it enough that I let you take your head out of my mouth without snapping it off?' "'Expect no reward for serving the wicked.'"